What's up, or fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. What's up, everybody? What's up? Got JT and Ryan from the Horror Chronicles in the house. Back at it again. We're, uh, man, it's been a crazy month, man. Great wonders. Cra- crazy month and a half, man. I'm finally getting all this crazy Halloween shit put down and uh, or put away, not put down. Put it down. <laughs> Sounds like I'm euthanizing it. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, yeah, it's just been crazy here at, uh, here at the Horror Chronicles studio, and uh, we're... Uh, you know, we've been slacking a little bit, but we've both been extremely busy. But we're going to get back on uh, on par. If you haven't seen it, we've uh, we've had some cool stuff going on. Uh, we now have our own website. Uh, don't go searching for Horror Chronicles because it is officially keepitcreepy.com. That's right. Uh, I have no idea how the hell we ended up with that, but we got it. The horror and gods were with us. Yeah, they, they let us have it. So, so but anyway... Uh, Tonight, uh, we've got a special guest in the house. Uh, we've actually got a director of some pretty cool, uh, I guess you could say, slasher flicks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for sure. You for know, sure. Uh, we've got uh, director David Kerr in the house with us. Uh, man, I hope I said his name right. Uh, you know, David can be some, kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we got him in the house. He uh, he uh, agreed to come in and chat with us. So uh, let's get him in here and bend his ear a little bit. What's up? What's up, Dave? How hey. are you, man? How's it going? How's it going? Good, 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 man. Yeah, we uh, we're just excited to get back. It's been October's a busy month for us. We we go and do on a bunch of other shows, and then pe- we go do some like uh, live shows at. Um, on attractions and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we're we're crazy busy. <laughs> so it's just been crazy. But this is one of our <laughs> first ones. What in like two weeks since we yeah, played a podcast? Something like now? that. Something like that. So we try and do a show every week, but yeah, you know, two weeks is a long time for us. Two weeks. Is, <laughs> we, we got a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, it's uh, it's kind of cool. I was uh, I was perusing Facebook one day and um, just happened to come across this uh i guess you call it a one sheet for uh for a movie called the slasher nurse and i'm like what the hell is that man that looks killer uh so i started digging around and i ran across this company your company uh slasher 15 productions started digging into it and uh i'm like man i'm just gonna reach out to these people and see see what happens and uh, I did, and uh, you know, I'm glad you got back in touch with me because it allowed uh, it's going to allow us to have a cool conversation tonight. So, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself and tell us about your company? Yeah, man, uh, I was I was happy that you guys reached out. Um, like I said before, you know, I'm always always interested in doing podcasts because you know, any time that we have an opportunity to get the word out about our films and everything else it benefits us so um never going to turn down an opportunity to uh to come on and talk absolutely um so slasher 15 productions uh you know we started out we were horror fans um we started back in 2016 
Uh, we had no experience. It was uh, originally, it was me and my wife and a couple of my other friends, um, Josh and Kia, we, we set out to make a horror film. Uh, it originated from the idea that we had, we had worked together with um, Josh and Kia before because I'm, I'm in a band and uh, I would make music videos. Sweet. And I collaborated with them to make a, yeah. <laughs> and I collaborated with them to make a horror, like, based music video. And everyone had a lot of fun making it. And they always wanted to work you know, together again. And what originally started out as us making another uh, horror music video that was based off of 80s slashers uh, eventually evolved into a film. And over the years, uh, we've evolved uh josh and kia they were with us for the first two films uh but then they you know they kind of fell off and uh it's been me and my wife and then um when we made our third film which was our biggest film uh which was bloody summer camp uh that's when we got um our producers michael mcglynn and uh jamie wiseman came on board and we've just been kind of growing ever since and every film that we make it seems like we always find a valuable you know member that you know, we we wonder how we made films without them. You know, right, right, because they just become such a pivotal part of our company. Awesome, that's man. cool, man. That sounds awesome. So, so you're a musician? Yeah. Uh, what kind yeah, of music uh, you play? Playing uh, rock music mainly. Um, I've always been like alternative rock, everything from like uh, Nirvana, Local H, Foo Fighters. Nice. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, my range in music goes all the way through pop to metal to you know, I love Ghost. Um, just all I'm I'm into all kinds of music. But yeah, I'm a big Ghost fan myself. So yeah, yeah, we're a couple big <laughs> metal heads. Uh, I actually play in a band too. I play for a band oh, yeah. called Lunatic, and uh, we uh, we got some cool stuff coming up. But. Uh, Yes, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, glad to hear. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I love metal. I've seen, I've seen Ghost three times. I, I got my daughter into them. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, my my daughter's actually more into metal than I am. Like I, I like I said, my music is spread across a wide range, but my daughter's like really big into metal music. That's cool. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And like you know. It's funny. Um, I can't remember. I was reading a quote from someone the other day just about this, and I can't remember who it was, but they said that there's a – oh, it was the – I think it may have been Dio. He was talking about how there's a connection between metal music and horror. Yeah. And, oh, uh, absolutely. It's a, it, no, no, really, no. It's, it's strange how, how, they're con how much they're connected, um, which is, you know, kind of true. Um, but uh, – it's, yeah. it's it's cool. I think it's cool that you start off making music videos and then just kind of led into, you know, the movie thing. It's awesome. It's strange to me because back when when that all went down, I had no interest in making films. You know, I I'd written before. I, I'd always kind of dabbled in trying to trying to write stuff, but you know, I started editing by necessity necessity was uh making trying to make music videos for us this is back when youtube was becoming a big thing and if you were in a band then you should probably get your shit on youtube right right yeah um, absolutely and with Kurt, with the first film which was curse of the slash nurse 
like I said, we, we were just like, hey, let's make another uh, music video. This, you know, we had fun doing it last time. This time, you know, my big love in horror is 80 slashers. And so yes. I was like, let's make an 80 slasher horror music video. And um, the big thing that we hated, well, I say we, but the big thing that I hated when we did the first music video was we, we made it a silent film. It was Charlie Chaplin versus Nazi zombies. Sweet. And um, the, yeah, the reason we went with that was because I always thought, you know, silent films is the perfect thing for a music video because there's no talking at all. Right. But we had so much fun on set and there was just so much funny dialogue that never got heard because it was a music video that I was just like, you know what, Let, we'll make a short film and then we'll cut it into a music video. That way we can kind of have both. Then that short film was like, well, okay, we're going to have to get equipment. If we're going to get equi equipment, there's this site called Indiegogo. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's, let's crowdfund, see if we can get some money to raise. And then it became, well, if we're going to raise money for equipment, we might as well just make a film. You know? I gotcha. And it just, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And more expensive um, and more expensive. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I credit, Indiegogo because if we hadn't have we only raised like fifteen hundred dollars maybe two thousand it was P it, back then I had like maybe two hundred people on my Facebook I was not in the horror community at all didn't know it existed and um, so we only raised like two thousand is basically from people that we knew but if it wasn't for the fact that I had committed people's money I might not have ever finished the film. Because I mean, it was a nightmare. Uh, learning shit on the fly. Yeah. All the mistakes, all the problems. Uh, but I was committed because I'd take even though even though it was only two thousand dollars, I had taken people's money. I knew that I have to finish this, and uh, that's really the whole thing that kind of powered me through it. I had an editor; he dropped out. I had a couple camera guys lined up. They dropped out, so I ended up editing the film. I ended up um, doing the camera work on the film, and uh, it was a nightmare. But you know, <laughs> once we got all the way through it, once we got to the end of it, and we went into the premiere and um, and saw it, um, and you know, was proud of, of of the fact that hey, we we made it through this. I immediately kind of like you know, I want to make another just because I see all the mistakes I made mm -hmm. and now I know what I would do differently. You know, I want to do it again and see, you know, I want to make it better. I want to see how much better right. I can make this film. Right. It's, it just kept going from there. That's cool. But yeah, I never had any interest, never had any interest in making films before that. Yeah. Uh, so well, we know a lot about the, well, I say we know, we know a little bit about the Indiegogo. We've got some, uh, so, uh, you know, we are we're in mid Missouri, so we've got some good friends of ours in St. Louis that are doing some indie film. Uh, it's a company called Eighty Eight Millimeter Films, and uh, they uh, one of one of the guys that works for them, one of the actors. I know him pretty well, and he's told us a lot of stuff about that kind of you know yeah. the the uh, what a pain in the ass it is to get distribution and all that you know. But the good thing is now is yeah, that uh, let's say the good thing is now is that you know it, there's a space out there for people who like you who want to make movies, yeah, and we can get them made. And honestly, there's a lot of good movies coming out of that. Yeah, absolutely. more than what you know. Yeah, 
<clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, you're 100% right. Um, I wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Indiegogo and Kickstarter, and a lot of places wouldn't. And with the way studios are going, you know, with, with them, you know, canceling films and then them, you know, dictating so many projects just get kind of self-sabotaged by studios, you know, having too much to do with the story. Um, independent filmmakers who don't have those studios telling them what to do are probably some of the last original creative ideas coming out because this is the one market where you don't have people telling you look we got to recut this into a romantic comedy because we're not getting the numbers or look this can't be a, a, a r-rated film because we won't sell as much tickets right right um so indiegogo is the lifeblood of a lot of independent films coming out and i hope it lasts a while um but there are a lot of problems that come with it that I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen in the future. I, I always say that we're kind of living in the golden age of, of uh, independent filmmaking with crowdfunding because of the fact that it's not really regulated by the government. It's not, they don't really have laws set in place. Uh, Indiegogo's not trying to, they really don't want any, anything to do with it. When you contribute, they kind of leave it up to the creator to fulfill perks, you know, there's, but the problem is when you get people who take a large sum of money, but then never produce right. anything right. and people don't get their perks. That's happened many times. And, and I think it's just going to take one big time where it's going to be a big thing. And then the government's going to step in and be like, okay, we got to put these rules in place and this and this and this. And yeah, I'm afraid of what the hell is going to be once that, once that happens. Right. Yeah, because right now, I mean, it's it it's still kind of independent. I mean, you can do your own thing, but there yeah. are, there are companies out you, there that are going to abuse you it. Make, you can make any perk you want. Now they they do have some regulations about you can't sell weapons, you can't sell anything monetary, like you can't sell percentages of your film. But I, I mean, I could come up with some some of the craziest, some of the most unique perks for fans. And it, it's awesome to the fans because you get something that you you don't get from normal films. You get to be a part of, of the film. You get to, you know, you get to own stuff from the film. You get to possibly be in the film, you know, and it, it's, it's left up to us to come up with whatever perk we want to offer you. Um, I'm afraid that, you know, <laughs> you get into dictating that and then, then they're like, oh, well, you can only offer these perks, you know, or, right. you know, or something like that where... <laughs> Once they have to start regulating it and making sure that you fulfill your perks, then it might actually limit and dictate what you can offer. And it's going to just slowly start to squeeze, squeeze down on it and just make it, you know, make it harder. The ass, really. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, yeah. honestly, with the way the big studios are going in Hollywood and all this bullshit, um, it, they're going to have to eventually try to get involved with the indie stuff because that's who's putting stuff out and that's who's making movies. And, you know, there's certain things that are, that are happening and they're going to, they're going to have to step or they don't have to, but it's the government. They're going to step in and freaking, yeah. you know, well, do what and, they want to do. And what I've noticed about the, the indie, you know, cause we've, we've talked to a few indie directors and, and really the, the independent scene 
these people are pouring their heart and soul in this stuff. They're doing it for the love of the genre, for the love of the film, you know, whereas Hollywood is just doing it for the love of money. Right. You know, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. You can really tell that you can see that come through in the films too, you know? Oh yeah. When you have the original creator that oversees the entire thing and then you see his vision versus you have someone who actually writes a really good script and then the producers are like, yeah, I mean, it's good, but it's not going to make as much money if we did, unless we did this, let's do this. And then the creators like that, well, that's not what I wrote. Yeah, but we'll make more money this way. And that's usually what happens to half the fucking films. And like, why is this film shit? Because they wanted you to watch it. They wanted more people to watch it. And they didn't care if you liked it or not. Yeah, and the creator but, lost their vision in that too. You know. Yeah, it happens all the fucking time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and but, uh, it's um I, I just I like the indie scene, man, because you there's like we he was kind of like JT was just saying, kind of like, you know, you get to see that passionate the passion in the movies again. And you tell that people are fans of horror movies. And don't get me wrong, there are some great fucking horror directors out there, you know, James Wan. Probably one of the best. John Carpenter. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about nowadays. Oh, now you know, Carpenter, Craven, you know, all them. uh, Del Toro, even some of his are freaking. um, But uh, I I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of people like you out there who are making. You know, you're a horror fan. You know, you weren't never really wanting to get into making movies until you did it. And you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm doing this and now I'm doing this. And now you're kind of seeing your, uh, your vision, like he's saying, right. coming together. And you're like, damn, this is cool. This, uh, and I always, we have a buddy of ours who, um, and shout out to DA. I hope he gets better real soon. He's yeah, got yeah. some stuff going on, but he's a freaking phenomenal author. And he writes these freaking cryptid, um, horror novels you'd say you know like werewolves and stuff and i would just kill to see some of his shit put into a movie you know and it's like you said like the only thing that sucks about it is is like hopefully someone sees it someone like you will you know say someone like you goes and you make the movie and then someone sees it and sees a potential behind it and they can get a bigger budget and you know better cameras and this and that you know and turn it into what it needs to be you know it's just hard to get that done anymore and like you said crowdsourcing it's great until someone steps in and steps all over it. And takes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's just how I look at it. But- yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of vision, vision out there with, with the independent horror community. And like you said, crowdfunding, it's, it gives people a voice that normally wouldn't have a voice before in the indie filmmaking. A lot of filmmakers would have never existed. So, um, definitely, I mean, you gotta, you gotta love it for what it is. I'm just, I'm cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm like, you know, hopefully it's, hopefully it's around 10 years from now. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, I think it will be, I, I honestly think that I'm really optimistic about it too. And I think that it's going to be, that's more where the, we were, we've talked about this before. That's more where you're going to find these movies. That's where you're going to find this good stuff is all the right. indie things like that, you know, because of, we don't have to worry about having a writer's block or freaking, you know, whatever the how actors want to do their things like all their strike bullshit. Yeah. You know, I'm um, so, I'm sorry. We don't yeah. pay you enough money to make a movie. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those crazy things yeah. that, um, sucks for, it sucks for us as horror, as horror movie fans, you know, um, because nothing gets made, you know, when conjuring came out not too long ago, yeah. we were just like, Oh man, finally, finally something good. You know, that was a great film. Like, and it, 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 it it does. It does feel like too. I've I felt like that. That with uh, with as much coming out in the indie film community, it feels like the with the big studios, it's just there's nothing coming out anymore. I, no. I can't count how many times I go to look for a film. Like there's nothing new out. There's nothing new decent. Like it seems like it's once in a blue moon that a fucking decent horror movie actually comes out from a major studio anymore. Right. 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 Have you seen talk? I don't I mean, know if they're just not interested in making it anymore, but have you watched talk to me yet? No, no, I've been, I've been circling around that one. It's interesting. Um, I, I, I pro I'm going to end up watching it cause I've, I've heard, I've heard good things about it. And, um, what did I watch? I watched, um, I ended up watching uh, Suitable Flesh, the uh, Joe, um, shit, oh, god damn it, <laughs> god damn, uh, Adam Green's uh, buddy, Joe, uh, god damn, I can't think of his last name, but Suitable Flesh with Heather Graham, and I watched something Yeah, I just else. saw a preview bodies, for that. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, bodies, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're, you're going to yeah. like Talk To Me. Yeah, talk to me was decent. Joe Lynch. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife just texted me, and it's Joe Lynch. Yeah, but, uh, but you, um, you'll like talk to me. And um, I mean, you'll like I I I uh, the, the it's funny because so the directors and writer writers of that or whatever um, are two twin brothers. I can't remember their names right now, but they are just on uh, Joe Rogan podcast. And they're like ADHD, like they're out there, yeah. crazy guys. They're from Aust- from Australia, and uh, they're just it's it's funny the way they came up with the movie concept because they come up with it. The re- the way they came up with this movie concept is through watching, literally watching people in Australia who are on drugs, like ODing or like having seizures. And their friends are just sitting there like laughing at them and like videotaping it and shit. And they're like, what the fuck? So then they made this. Why would you do this? This movie is, I actually really love the concept of it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, that's, that's one that I want to see. Um, It looks interesting. There, like, there's a couple that have come out. I've been getting around to them. I just, I don't watch, I don't watch stuff as much as I used to, but, um, that's one that it, it looks interesting. So I'll, I'll, I'm probably going to watch it sometime soon. Right on, right on. Nice. So what's uh, so we both watched and got a chance to watch um, Bloody Summer Camp. And uh, I thought it was, I, I, actually, I, I thought it was cool, man. I, yeah, you know, uh, some of the, <laughs> I tell you what, I got the biggest kick out of, and I don't even know how you guys pulled some of this shit off was, you get you had some of the coolest kill scenes in that movie, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, th- there's a, there's a scene in there with a sledgehammer, and uh, uh, we don't have to get into that because well, people I, watch I really it. don't want to. Uh, <laughs> no, people, no, I still want people to watch it. You're gonna have to watch it to see what happens. You're gonna have to watch it. Uh, 
Very cool. Um, you know, on the story behind that, I, I truly, uh, dude, uh, hats off to you, man. You did a killer job on that. I truly felt like, you know, I grew up late seventies, early eighties, watching all that horror back then, you know, and, and that movie really gives you that eighties, you know, slasher summer camp feel, you know, it was, uh, you know, yeah. it, it was almost like watching a Friday the 13th film, you know, I mean, right. you got to see all that cool stuff and you know, all the, all those things that we all cheered for. Yeah. Boobs. Back, back yeah, in the day, you boobs. know, I mean, we got to see a lot of that <laughs> stuff and I got to really commend you for that, man. Cause I know it's hard to pull off. You know, one of the best compliments I think I, I ever received for that film for me was someone watched bloody summer camp after they watched uh, my best friend's exorcism. And my best friend's exorcism takes place in the eighties too. It's made by some studio and they watched it and they reviewed both films back to back. And they said, my best friend's exorcism. They're like, I don't know what the fuck they were going for. You know, I was totally disappointed this and this and this. And then they're like, now bloody summer camp. This is what I thought I was getting with my best friend's exorcism. They're like everything that <laughs> yeah. they got wrong about the fucking 80s in, in my best friend's exorcism. This film got right. And I mean, I was super proud of that because with the but we had a budget of thirty five thousand dollars. Wow, which is incredibly low for, yeah, for what we absolutely. had to do, and because we had to rent out a summer camp, so it was really important for us to try to get the eighties vibe. To me, that was one of the top things that we had. But yeah, at the same time, we did have to cut corners here and there, and there's just some things that we just were not able to do. Um, but we really did try to to get that eighties feel. The camp was a big selling point on that. When we saw the camp, we we were absolutely in love because it just it had that look like it was from the eighties. All the canoes were were still that old, yeah, style. Nothing looked updated in the camp. Luckily, as we were there, they were starting to update stuff. Like the the wooden rafters, they were, they were telling us we're we're gonna be painting this white next week. We're like, no, no, don't do yet. it. Yeah, like, fuck. So yeah. So we were rushing through to film while they were constantly trying to, uh, you know, upgrade the camp. Um, but that the camp was a really big sell, I think, for that film as far as the the overall look and everything. But and uh, as far as the deaths, um, my wife does the practical, uh, does the special effects for the film. Oh my god, um, she does so, a phenomenal job. Yeah, I always. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love the gore, but I'm, I, I was always also trying to have him fights with her because I'm like, you know, in the 80s, some of the some of the deaths were off screen. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're doing, the, we're, doing we're showing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, I, yeah. I, so I tried to sell her. The gore wasn't the over the top it. in it. You know, I mean, there were a couple instances, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, I tried to sell the less is more thing, and she was like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, That's awesome. We had fun with it. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to make sure that that you know, because back in the eighties, you could get away with with less score, um, because right. that's what people were accustomed to. Right. Nowadays, people, you know, if, yeah. you, if you don't show at least a, a, a good amount of deaths on screen, then people are going to be, you know. Yeah, doggy right. for it. So let me ask you how, and I'm, I'm going to jump here. How the hell did you get somebody like Felissa Rose to star in your movie? 
Bag. 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 <laughs> um, Dude, when I when I started going through, it it was kind of funny. I started going through when I yeah. ran across you guys on this, you know, because what, what intrigued me was this one sheet for the slasher nurse, the movie that I would assume that's in, in production now, or have you completed yeah, that? Yeah, we're, we just finished filming. We're in post-production right okay. now. Okay. So when I saw that one sheet, I started, you know, I was like, oh, let me go check it out. And then I went over to your website and I'm, I run across bloody summer camp and start looking through there and i'm like holy shit that's felissa rose wait a minute you know and for I, well all our fans will know who she is right um <laughs> she's got a very cool scene at the end of sleep at Woke camp um but anyway <laughs> anyway uh so i i immediately I, I sent you an email and reached out to you and then i started going through some more stuff and uh, dude i was blown away when i finally got to the press kit for uh for the slasher nurse and you've got friggin' Diana Prince on there, Darcy, the male girl. I was oh, like, yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy, man. You gotta be doing something. Yeah. Right. Diana, um, she was, she was, um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love all the celebrities that we got, uh, for this film, but she was the fullest rose of this film for me. As yeah. far as like when, when we got her, I was like, I was like, I, I'm so fucking excited about oh, this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with Felissa, with, with Bloody Summer Camp, uh, we we didn't have an Indiegogo. We had a Kickstarter when we originally did Bloody Summer Camp. Because um, after I did Curse of the Slash Nurse, I did the sequel, Return of the Slash Nurse. And that was made for even less money than Curse. And it, it takes a, a year of my life to do those films. Because from writing it, to directing, producing, and then going in, I do all the editing. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm working on it for an entire year. Right. And it's exhausting. It's time consuming. So after return, I was really considering taking a break. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing, I'm not doing a third slash nurse. Um, if I'm going to do another film right now, I want to do one that I want to do. I want to do like a, like a, a, a passion project. And I was like, well, what I really want to make is a 80s slash, because we wanted to make Curse of the Slash in our 80s, but we didn't have the budget right. to pull it off. Uh, oh, so God, I, got some I was like, I, I want to make an actual, yeah, I want to make an actual slasher, uh, slasher film from the 80s. And, you know, I wanted to be at a summer camp. Yeah. So I was like, if I can't get a summer camp, and if we can't get the budget for a summer camp, then I'm not going to do, I'm just going to take a break for a while. Then maybe later, Maybe next year I'll come back and do a third slash nurse. Uh, so we did a Kickstarter, and um, we we set a goal for ten thousand dollars. And it's like if we hit ten thousand dollars, not only will we make this film, but I'll, we'll also get a horror celebrity to come on board with the film. And uh, the the way it works, though, of course, is we couldn't say who the celebrity was because. We can't guarantee a celebrity unless we have the money. Right, right. So, you know, I can't promote Felissa's in the film unless I know that we can afford her. So all we said was if we get, if we reach our goal, we'll bring a horror celebrity in. And um, once I started getting close to that goal, I started looking at, well, who the hell are we going to get? And to me, Felissa Rose was like, she was my number one choice because it was like, who's the most iconic because we're doing a camp film. Yes, absolutely. He's the most iconic like, camp person. 
And outside of Jason, which there's several people play Jason, you never see their faces. Felissa, you see her. You know, you can, yeah. you know, you know her face. Right. So that's who I reached out to initially. She has a website, FelissaRose.com. They have a contact thing. I sent her an email and like a month went by. I never heard anything back. I figured, okay, well, that's that. Well, I'm on Twitter. And Felissa's, you know, on there actively. And I, I, I mentioned Twitter, uh, I tagged Twitter, uh, her on Twitter on a post about Bloody Summer Camp. And I said, um, we would love to have Felissa Rose in Bloody Slumber, Bloody Summer Camp. And she wrote me. She she tweeted back. She's like, uh, hit me back. You know, she's like, uh, reach out to me. I was like, oh, I sent you an e- I already sent you an email. Then I got an email back. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I, I don't run this site. And a lot of times it takes a long time for people to get back to me. Hey, you know, this sounds sounds like a fun flick. And, you know, send me the information and, you know, and we'll, you know, she's like, I, I'm definitely interested. And so I sent her the script. I sent her everything. And she's like, yeah, she, she, she's like, uh, I got her on the phone and we got to talking and um, she was absolutely down for it. You know, she's like, That's can't awesome. slash her. She's like, hell yeah, I'm on board. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. It was just, it was, it was just luck. I think that, that we got her the per, you know, the person mm-hmm. that we wanted from the beginning to be a part of the film. And Diana was a similar thing. Uh, Diana, when um, when we did Return of the Slash Nurse, um, I followed Diana on on Twitter, and she, they had some they had some Twitter uh, thing going about. Uh, they were talking about there's not enough female slashers. And I commented with a picture of uh, the Slasher Nurse, our original Slasher Nurse. Right. And uh, she was like, she's like, oh, my God, I absolutely love her. And I was like, I was like, well, we would love to have you a part of it. She's like, I would love to. So after we did uh, Blade Summer Camp, we did our last film, which was Go Away. It was an intruder film. Uh, we were gearing up to, to do another film called uh, Awfully Strange Night. Uh, but that was actually taking a little bit longer to get off the ground than we were anticipating. And my wife and, and my producers, they've always been interested in remaking the slasheners because I, compared to Bloody Summer Camp and Go Away, they're really not even in the same ballpark, you know, because they, they were cheaply made and you right. know, they were back before we had any experience. Back. We were using friends instead of actors. So they always they love the idea of, of a female mass slasher because you don't have one. You've got badass female villains like like Felissa, and you've even got masked females like in the Strangers or Tragedy yeah, yeah. Girls. But like a bad a badass fucking just brutal fucking like Jason type leather yeah. face slasher chick with a badass yeah. fucking outfit. I mean, you just don't got that with uh, with females. So they thought. Hey, this is still a relevant idea that we should look back into. So, we're like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, we'll do a small crowdfunder. We'll we'll crowdfund for ten thousand dollars, and we'll we'll just remake this. We're not really looking into making anything big out of this. Just try to make a better film, right? And fuck, dude, we ended up raising sixty thousand dollars. Holy shit! I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. And I, it took off, man, and, and people just, they seemed to really connect with it, and so we brought on Beverly Randolph, we brought Felissa back, of course, and we got Brian Bremer from Pumpkinhead, 
Yeah. One of the first people that I reached out to was Diana Prince. Uh, she ended up being the, I think the last celebrity that I announced though, because trying to communicate with her through Twitter was a long process. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> even, even when, even through messaging, and it's just because she gets so many fucking messages. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll write her sometimes. I'll write her sometimes. I won't hear anything back for two weeks. So uh, it was kind of a, a phone tag type thing. But um, the whole time, every time I did talk to her, she was 100% on board. She loved it. And she flew in. And uh, we filmed with her at the hospital. It's the opening scene for the Slash Nurse. It's, it's filmed at a hospital. And she plays a nurse. And it, we had a fucking blast with her. And, and I'm so excited that we were able to get her in the film. But yeah, the, believe me, I'm excited you were able to get her in the film. <laughs> um, so... I, I kind of want to talk about Amber for a minute. Um, okay. So the reason why I want to talk about her is, you know, I, I'm always really big about when I'm watching a new film or something. I really like, I look at the credits a lot and see who's in these and what, you know, what's going on and who's doing this, who's doing that. And I see in bloody summer camp, Amber Fulcher is doing the special effects in this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't she like one of the stars? Isn't, she, you know, in one of the other movies. And I start and I'm like, holy shit, she's doing the special effects. So I, 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 explain that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I said, she's my wife. Okay. Uh, she, okay. she's not, she, <laughs> She's not big in, into acting. She she's never really been that worried. She she loves doing uh, special effects. Uh, she actually she was in the original two uh, slash nurse films because again we we didn't have actors back then. We just had friends and everything. Right. She had a couple roles, but then when Bloody Summer Camp came around, she had, she she just wasn't interested. We had actual actors, and she's like, I just want to do special effects. Um, then Go Away came around. And we had a female mask killer uh, called Pink Mask because we had five we had five intruders that have different masks, and we had a female one, which was Pink Mask, and we auditioned for Pink Mask, and we just we didn't we didn't really have any auditions that we were happy with, and Amber's like, she's like, look, I think I'm just gonna do Pink Mask because she was like, we like I said we weren't really happy with, with any of the ones, and. She, I was like, are you sure you're going to be able to do that and do effects at the same time? And she's like, yeah, she's like, I'll, I'll make it work. I'll do it. Uh, so she, she came in and she did uh, pink mask. Um, for one thing, she's not afraid to get physical. A lot of the, a lot of the actors that we get when they play killers, they're really, which I, I get it. You know, they, they want to be really, uh, really safe, you know, <laughs> I say safe, but right. they're, they're afraid to get a little bit, physical you know even when the actors are like no nah, go for it you know you know you're not gonna hurt me um they're they still are just it doesn't resonate well on film Say that to the, amber's not the afraid of that if you, if you tell amber that if you tell amber that, <laughs> that she can hit you she's gonna hit you um so she did uh she did pink mask and then like i said when we did slash nurse we weren't planning on doing anything big so we didn't even do casting for Slash Nurse. I just hit up a bunch of actors that I worked with before. Hey, do you want to be in the film? And they were just like, yeah. 
And then when it came to slash nurse, we wanted, my wife is about five, nine, five, 10. So she's okay. pretty tall. Um, we wanted a, a decent sized killer. You know, we didn't want a, a, a female mass slash nurse. She's five foot four. So, um, so when we were redoing the slash nurse, I first thing I asked Aaron was like, do you want to, do you want to be the slash nurse? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I'm kind of thinking about it. Um, she's like, I'm not sure. But it's ultimately she decided to do it for that same reason. It's like, she's got the height. So she doesn't look tiny compared to the other, to the, to the guy actors. And I knew that if I had her do it, I wasn't going to have to worry about her faking the hits <laughs> and them not looking realistic on camera. So that's why she, she she's likely not going to be in any starring roles where she's talking anytime soon. But when it comes to playing a bloodthirsty killer that doesn't talk, uh, she's all for it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. So and she she is uh, she is the one in in uh in Curse of the Slasher Nurse. She's the the girl that doesn't talk. She's or... not the nurse. Well, no, no, actually. So in the first two, she wasn't, um, I, I'm not, I guess I'm not spoiling anything with that, but in the, uh, so in the first two, the slash nurse was played by, um, by our friend, uh, Kia. Remember I told you when we first okay. did this, Josh and Kia were attached. They, okay. So Josh, uh, Josh played one of the main characters and his, his girlfriend, uh, Kia played the slash nurse. And, um, she was a slasher nurse in the first two, and Amber actually played the sister of the slasher nurse. Okay. Amber was, um, she played. She was the blonde yeah, she sister. Character. She had some lines. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I got gotcha. you. That was her. So, so, but she didn't like doing it. She didn't like the, the whole acting aspect of it. That's why when Bloody Summer Camp came around, she was like, I, I, I don't want to act. I just want to, I just want to do special effects. But, when it comes to doing the mask character, she doesn't mind it as much because she enjoys, you know, playing killers and, you know, and just being able to do the, the body acting. Right. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, there's a lot to that too. You know, um, we talk about it often with like uh Halloween, you know, Michael Myers. It, it, it's all about the ambiance and atmosphere that you create with just your body. You know, yeah. just the way yeah. you move. And that that was that was the, the problem that we found on Go Away. Because the auditions that we had for the mass killers, you you couldn't talk. It was it was these girls were sending us auditions of them doing pink masks, but it was all interpretive of, of how they acted. And it's just none of them seemed like like it was it was working out and that's when amber she i he, i still made her audition which I, don't think she was happy about, but I still made her do an audition tape for pink mask and i was like at the end of the day i was like yeah yours is the best take so i was like if you, if you want to do pink i'm all for it right so when are we going to get the c go away so uh go away is is out a little bit um, that's a weird answer, but <laughs> well, I, I get right, it. So, <laughs> so go away did premiere in well, June. It premiered, uh, in, uh, in our home homes in our, in our state. It's actually played in, um, Texas, one place in Texas. I think it played in 10 in Kentucky 
and it played in Ohio most recently. Um, and we did fulfill crowdfunding perks. Like we did, uh, we had some go away, um, we had some go away, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays that went out. And, um, so, so it is out in a limited capacity right now. Okay. Okay. Um, as, as far as being out like publicly, what's happening with the film is I always release two different versions of the film. If you contribute to our crowdfunder, you always get a different version of the film than the public gets. Like Bloody Summer Camp uh, was an extended edition that came out uh, for our backers, and they have a copy that no one else has and no one will be able to ever have. Because cool. what happens is we make an extended cut. <clears throat> yeah, we make an extended cut for our, for our backers, and then, uh, then we cut it down to a standard edition, and that's what we sell to distributors. But then once we sign a contract with distributors to sell the standard cut, we are forbidden from selling the extended cut because we can only sell the cut that they own. Gotcha. So like the Bloody Summer Camp extended cut, uh, we have a 10-year contract with our distributor, so you won't be seeing us sell that version for at least another eight years. Wow. Um, and so go away. Um, <clears throat> not only is go away technically an extended cut, but also... After watching it in theater and watching it a couple times, I went back and I re-edited the opening and I re-edited a couple other scenes. I actually have someone who's re-scoring part of the film because uh, when we re-edited it, we had to change the score up to to accommodate for the changes of the you know the length of the scene and everything. So um, I'm almost done with this re-edited version, and once I'm done, that'll get sent off to um, to distributors someone will likely pick it up and then a few months down the road, it'll be released publicly. So it should be out publicly in 20 early, hopefully early 2024. Okay. And, uh, that'll be, that'll be the completely different cut of the, the whole opening scene has been re-edited. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Cause when I got on your website, I was like, Oh, you can actually buy this and you can buy this, but I'm like, okay, where's go away. And it's not on here. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they haven't released it yet. I, I mean, I do have a couple copies left from the crowdfunding. It's only DVDs, though. We sold out completely of the Blu-rays. Right. But, um, yeah, I do have, I think, like, 10 copies of the of the uh, DVD left. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Where's my wife? Like, like I tell everyone, you know, once, <laughs> once they sell out, they're, you know, they're gone. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, and that's the benefits of crowdfunding. You know, the people who, who contribute to our crowdfunding, you, you know, you can see the movie months in advance. Right. Absolutely. You know, and just looking at the, you know, the list of, uh, you know, people in, in this go away, uh, you got Tom Matthews in there, you know, uh, a lot of people will remember yeah. him from, of course, return of the living dead. Oh yeah. You know, uh, among other things, I mean, he's or been a lot Friday of stuff, but... part six. Right. Yeah. He's Tommy Jarvis and Friday the 13th part yeah. six too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom. So Tom was my big, Tom was our big one for, for go away. Tom was the one that was mm -hmm. like, we were cheesing over. Right. Uh, Tom's amazing. He, he was all really, really awesome to fucking, to, we almost got him in a small part for slash nurse, but um, it was actually never hike alone too. 
kind of fucked that up because yeah. the time that we would have been able to film with him, he was resuming filming for he that. He was doing so, that. Um, but yeah, we love Tom, and and you know, hopefully we'll work with him again in the future. He's a really great guy. That's awesome, man. It's it's cool to see these actors, you know, coming on to these indie movies and help and doing stuff like that. It's really cool because it, I know it's it sounds you know kind of dickish, but it's just good to have someone who knows what they're doing. It adds to that movie. You know, well, and it's that it's that recognizable face, you know, I mean, yeah. it just, you know, yeah. I, it's cool. It's just like, well, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's nice to have someone, someone on set, you know, who is recognized by fans and also, like you said, also knows what they're doing. And the thing is, if you want if you want a better chance of selling your film, I mean, they say it over and over. It's a sad thing, but names sell. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The most, the, the most popular name that we can get is our best chance that when we did, uh, when we sold bloody summer camp, I had to make a, a sell sheet. They gave me a sell sheet to fill out where they wanted to know the, the actors in the film and they wanted to know, how many followers they had on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. 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 Because that's something that they share when they go to, uh, to the streaming services, that's something that they have to boast about. Uh, so, I mean, I was really excited about Diana because Diana's got like fucking 150,000 followers on, um, on like Instagram. And I think like a hundred thousand on Twitter. Oh yeah. Easily. Easily. She's she's got a help. She's got a hell of a, you know, social media presence and, you know, she's, and she fans love her because I mean, why, why not? She's fucking amazing to everyone. You know, she's like Felissa Rose in that sense where you don't hear a bad thing about her because she's always just fucking amazing to fans. Right. right? Well, and that, that, and you know, you look at her and she's, uh, of course she's a beautiful woman, but she is a diehard horror fan. I mean, mm-hmm. she truly loves all these horror movies. You know, I've I've been following her on yeah. Twitter for years. You know, and Dude. she's always on there talking about horror. And you know stuff. who else is like that too? Uh, Danielle Harris. Yeah, yeah. She is big into horror. Like, I follow her and their podcast too, and stuff like that. But they're they're big in the horror. Scout, yeah. Hair and scout, yeah. Scout, yeah. Yeah, they've got a pretty good show. Uh, um, but like, yeah, those people, those people that that resonate with the fans, man, they're definitely big for for you know for getting people to watch films because they, they find out that they're in this. They'll watch it just because they're in it, right? Right. right. And that's you know that's that's amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, one of my big take- takeaways from you know, uh, unfortunately, and I'll apologize. The only thing that I've really got to see all the way through was Bloody Summer Camp, and you know, my takeaway from that is that is a uh, a a a horror fans movie. You know, that's a movie that you can tell was was created by horror fans for people that love horror. Yeah, you know what's uh, funny about it is, is that like I was pro- it was probably just me, but anyway, but like I was pulling like inspiration that you 
I'm like, oh, that guy reminds me of this guy in this yeah. movie. You know, this yeah. guy reminds me of this guy in this. So, like, you know, the wheelchair guy kind of reminded me of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, uh, you know, yep. for, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, like, I was just putting Friday 13th, 4 3. Yeah, yeah, Friday 13th. That's what I was going to say. But, like, uh, I was like, that yeah, reminds me um, of that. Was it, was it Franklin? Is it Franklin? Franklin. Franklin, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Heavy inspiration on that one. That when oh, obviously yeah. when we went into this, we we weren't re we weren't making anything that was you know completely new. You know, this was something that was supposed to be a love letter. Uh, it was su- supposed to be, you know, fuck remakes. I just want another fun slasher film. Absolutely. But I know, yeah, I know that I'm not I'm not creating something new here. I'm giving people another chapter in something that they love. And so that's why we wanted to, to give a lot of inspirations to all the stuff that, that we were, you know, that we were inspired by all this, the, all the reasons that we were making this film are in that film because, you know, it it was inspired by all the, the burning, you know, Friday the 13th sleepaway camp, Mm -hmm. you know, we took inspiration from all those films and we didn't try to hide it. You know, we, we embraced it. Well, that's the point. Yeah. You know, and I, I hundred percent caught myself, you know, as a horror fan, and, you know, that's going to be the people who watch this movie, you know, I caught myself, I'm like, oh, dude, that reminds me of this. Oh, dude, that reminds me of this, you know, and that's yeah. that's what you want, you know. You want something that brings that out of you. So I thought it was really cool, man. Yeah, um, I mean, we we tried to give subtle things. I mean, even um, even the, the, the caretaker, um, yeah. I mean, I don't – I, I kind of feel like it was a failed – Easter egg, but we we tried to dress him up like Stephen King from fucking um uh from uh shit what was it uh the one with the uh, the meteor oh uh and the green shit maximum overdrive part oh no no, no. no. oh Jordy Verrill from Creep Show Creep Show yeah yeah, yeah. there you go yep the legend of Jordy Verrill yeah we went with this similar. We went with the similar, uh, the similar plaid, and we went with the uh, the overalls because we wanted to kind of give that. When we were trying to decide how we were going to make him look, he's like, "Well, what's he going to wear?" Well, fuck it, you right. know, Let's let's dress him up like Stephen King, you know, yeah. <laughs> just just for fun. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome, man. I like I said, but, um, I think you guys killed it, dude. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it was a fun watch, man. Definitely a fun watch. So, if where can um, go ahead, buddy, go ahead. I was just gonna say I I really I'm really proud of it. I really enjoyed it because like I said that was that was the the uh, the passion project for me and I was, I was just really happy that I got to make it. It's yeah, awesome, man. Cool. So where can our people find you and um, maybe help out with some of the movie stuff, all that stuff? Where can they? Yeah. So um, as far as my social medias and and the slash fifteen, uh, we have a Facebook page slash fifteen productions. Um, we're on Instagram slasher 15 um, films on um, Twitter. We're actually at bloody camp and then uh, we have slasher15.com and we are currently doing uh, a final crowdfunder for, uh, for the slasher nurse because we're, we're done filming. We're actually in post-production, but there's still a chance for you to contribute and um, get, um, get like a pre-order of the film and everything. Uh, but 
that link is uh you can find it on, on our social medias i mean i could give you the link but no one's gonna remember it right yeah. right but yeah. um right. like you can find it you can find it on our facebook page you can find it on um on any of our social media pages awesome man Hell yeah guys are, go man. out there and check it out definitely watch uh, bloody summer, bloody summer camp. camp it was freaking uh honestly watch all th- you know all three of the films that are out now um <clears throat> they're doing some yeah, cool shit if over you there, watch man. the first two just if, if you watch the first two just remember you know we we were we had no experience with the first two films first one's pretty pretty rough but the second one if you watch the second one you'll at least see we got a camera guy we got some better equipment we started to grow as a company Right. And bloody summer camp is definitely the that's where we finally started to kind of, you know, kind of make our make our own. It's awesome. Kind of come into um, your own groove. What? It's awesome. Yeah, yeah guys, exactly. Uh, definitely check them out. Sport if you can. Um, we'll say bye to you once we get done with our little outro here uh, on the other side. So, but well, yeah, uh, guys. Uh, well, yeah, Dave. Thanks for uh, coming and hanging out with us tonight, and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll start uh, promoting you over here on our side and hopefully get some people going your way. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you guys for Absolutely. having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, don't go away. We'll be right back, man. All right. All right. That's Dude, that was cool, man. Dave's a cool guy. Fun to talk to. You guys should definitely uh, help them out. Check he's out got some cool stuff going on out there. I mean, I'm telling you, you guys got to watch these films, man. They're they're kick-ass if you're a horror fan i mean these are movies made for people who love horror and plus go support yeah. we gotta have we gotta get more support for our indie directors and stuff absolutely like that, so. absolutely all right guys that's tonight's show we love you horror fam yeah but more importantly as always until next time keep it creepy.com <laughs>